Ladies and gentlemen, All About Reality is coming to you with a fun and exciting morning. We finally uh, have Scott Fish, the man, the myth, and the legend, who is all over the Twitterverse right now, doing good things for charity and bringing together over 1,400 people in, in the fantasy industry. He's hinted at auctions before. I can't wait to see what he has to say about our format. And we also have the ever responsive in fact these two might be the most like user-friendly people in the industry kyle english our cto is back with us they both respond to you within seconds if you have like problems on their respective sites and goody has highlighted and claimed for years that they sound alike so part of our game this morning is we're going to have goody close his eyes and discover which of these men in fact is responding to his his complaints and things so I got to tee you up on that. And before all the fun and games begin, Goody, talk to us a little bit about reality. Less fun at the moment. Yes, um, I, we're going to get to the fun in a minute, but uh, I think it, it's, my, it's my duty as, as a co-host of this podcast and as a practicing member of the Jewish faith. I want to denounce what Deshaun Jackson and, and some of the others are, were saying the other day. You know, quoting Hitler to me is just a, a non-starter regardless of what you're trying to do. And I, I understand that, like, that community is trying to unite right now. But as somebody who, you know, granted in an upper middle, middle class setting, someone who's coexisted with the, with the African-American community, you know, throughout my life and, you know, growing up in Cleveland and going to a high school that was 90% Jewish and 10% Black, I, you know, I, I feel like, you know, the, those two sects, at least in my case, were pretty united in terms of, you know, both being minorities and, and, and being cognizant of everything that, you know, the struggles of each, each of the other's population, basically. And so I, w I wanted to kind of highlight that. And, you know, I think for me, a lot of people, with, the trick with Judaism is some people just don't know, you know, based on where they live and whatever else, they haven't encountered Jewish people. I mean, I think I was probably the first, and I feel sorry for these people that I was the first Jew they encountered at college at Miami University because, you know, I'm a unique bird in my own right. And, and so, you know, I, I think that that was a difference for me going from high school to college, like where, you know, white Christianity was, you know, the majority. And finally, I was really the minority. So I, I, I mean, not to talk a, a lot about my background, but I, I think that you know, important to not bring others down when you're trying to highlight your own cause, your your own, you know, struggles or anything else. Because I think, I I think everybody has stuff, and and you know, me personally, as somebody you know in the Black Lives Matter movement, I mean, first Scott's done a ton with Equal Justice Initiative. I know I've donated to that separately as well, and to start with that my company has donated a lot with that and is really doing things the company i work for but i i think it, you know i was as somebody who's immunocompromised during COVID 19 and, and with the protests in seattle i was looking like how could i matt goodwin help and the problem is i'm doing it from you know behind a desk so i organized the town hall at work one of my good friends from high school is a professor of african-american studies um and the head of that department actually at university of texas arlington so i organized the town hall at my work that's happening at the end of the month to have a real forum and a discussion he does a lot of work um you know including going to synagogues and talking about like the black lives matter movement and how blacks and jews interact so i, I think it's important just to under, understand that you know each 
you know, culture and religion ha has differences, but there's, we can all be united. So, I mean, with that, I think let, let's, let's move on to, to fun things and introduce our, our, our guests, Scott and Kyle, and, and do, do the fun segment. First, Scott, how, how are you feeling after, you know, uh, 1,440 teams and kicking this off on Monday? Uh, I'm well, feeling Sunday good. Sunday night, actually, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got, I think last night was my first real good night's sleep I've had. Everybody's at least four, five, six rounds into their draft. I mean, we have not just the 1,440 teams in the in SFBX, 120. We have 120 more leagues of 1,440 more people in a satellite best ball tournament that I started up just to get more people involved uh, that runs just parallel with SFBX. So there's just... Yeah, it's it's a lot to deal with, but I, I will say each day it gets easier and easier. Yeah, rumor has it that Aunt Becky is actually paying to get her child into the Scott Fishbowl next year. <laughs> so like that's uh, that's what I've been. I think told. she would have learned her lesson from the last time she tried <laughs> that move. So no, yeah, it's it is pretty staggering in scope, and certainly those of us who are a part of it. Uh, are expressive both publicly and privately to one another, just marveling at our, our good fortune. And it's just been a lot of fun. Uh, and so on air, finally, place to face to be able to say thank you. Uh, it's it's a cool thing. And I and I I think our community is good about saying thank you to you, but you deserve yeah, every really bit is. that you get. It's, it's so, almost too good. It's yeah. because this community is incredibly nice this week of the year. They're, they're nice all year long, but they're very nice this week of the year. Lots of Lots of very kind things said. All right, so here's the deal. What we're going to do, we're going to play a little game before we let Kyle get out of here this morning. Goody's going to close his eyes. And okay. for all of our RSO GMs, I'm going to give Kyle and Scott a phrase for both of them to say. And then Goody's going to try to tell us, the rest of us who says it first and who says it second. All right, so Goody, turn away from the screen or close your eyes. I'm going to put into the chat who I want to go first. All right, buddy? Okay, yeah, um, I will do that in one second. I'm actually on the clock in the fishbowl and have to make a pick before <laughs> I get um, yelled at by folks. So I was the same way. I just had to make a pick as, <laughs> as you were talking earlier. Yeah. That's I, amazing. So what yeah. you guys, you guys are- I really am picking Greg Olson. Ah, nice. Are you, are you in the, like the 16th round? That would be an acceptable time to pick Greg Olson. So. Uh, 14th. <laughs> Yeah, I, I needed another tight end. I it just seems like the easy pick for me. No, I hear you. I'm 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 eleven deep without a tight end right now, so I uh, I'm I'm not feeling great about that position. So. We're going very different. I have four yeah. tight ends, and we're like eleven in, rounds in. That's amazing. Okay. All right, so I need to. Okay, I I have my eyes closed now. All right, uh, Scott and Kyle, and again, I'll type in just the name of the person I want to go first, and then let the other person go second. I just want you to say the epic starting line of um, the tale of two cities. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom. All right. So that's it. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom. And uh, we'll see if, if Goody can tell you guys apart. So we'll go from there whenever you guys are ready. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. The age of wisdom. All right, uh, Goody, you can open your eyes. Who do you think uh, was door number one, door number two? I'm going door number one was Scott. Door number two was Kyle. That is correct. All right. Um, maybe for, uh, maybe we should just have one person say it and him have guess the person. That I like might be harder. I like it. Yep. So that's okay. round, round, right. number, round number two. <laughs> um, we're going to go with Goody's shirt in the second one. 
Uh, Goody's eyes are closed. I'm going to type in the name of the person I would like to say, what the hell did you trade Jay Buner for? From our sponsors, Breaking Tea. There you go. There you 15 go. 15% off Reality 15 promo code. I'm doing that with my eyes closed. What the hell did you trade Jay Buner for? All right. Goody, you can go in there. That one's tough. Um, <laughs> that one's really tough. I, I, I'm, I'm still going Kyle, though. Yep, that's correct. I love that shirt, by the way. That's oh, <laughs> really a shirt. Yeah, Seinfeld. It was, it was funny when they, they sent us a care package. Um, Jamie's the president of Breaking Tea when they came on the podcast, and he asked what what you know what we all wanted, and and my daughter got like a U.S. Women's National Team shirt. My wife, same thing. My son got like basketball shirt because he has a lot of baseball shirts, and then all my Cleveland baseball stuff. Like I, I have so many of their shirts already, so. I was kind of trying to figure out what I liked. I was like, it was the week that Jerry Stiller passed away. I was like, I'm going that. All right. And, uh, okay. What we got? Last, last one here. The, uh, so here we go. Last one. I want this individual to say, the Vikings will beat the Browns in the Super Bowl. The Vikings will beat the Browns in the Super Bowl. Vikings will beat the Browns in the Super Bowl. All right. That's up to you, Goody. I'm going to go Scott. That is incorrect. You got you've made your first error, sir. <laughs> nice. Can I open my eyes yet? Uh, yeah. I or guess are you so. going again? Or wait, yeah. do you have another one? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, that's it. That's it. we're we're gonna let Kyle that's good go. Enough. Yeah, we're gonna let Kyle. He doesn't go. have another one, but you can keep him closed for the yeah, yeah, rest yeah. of the show. <laughs> yeah. right, go I back to fall bed. asleep if that happens. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. We appreciate your presence here, Kyle, and uh, and waking up to entertain the whims of Goody. I, as someone who serves those whims at his leisure all the time, I know it's it's not the easiest thing in the world to deal with him. So, good. no problem. Always happy to do it, Scott. <laughs> nice to uh, nice to meet you like this. Yeah, nice to meet you too, man. <laughs> yeah. See you later. All right, thanks a lot, Kyle. So, Goody, you have the man in front of you now. Are there any? Scott Fishbowl specific questions that you wanted to direct to our esteemed guest today? I, I guess first, Scott, I, I haven't got, I, I mean, you're a great philanthropist. So are you perm, like kind of, is your job fantasy football or do you, do you have some, like, is there something else that you kind of like earn your keep on or whatnot? <laughs> I, I, I never got that background because I kind of just, like Luke was telling me about this a couple years ago and, and, you know, I didn't, three years ago, I think I just, made a donation. I was like, I'm in a lot of leagues. And then I was like, oh, this is really awesome. I'm bringing community together. So I just kind of just hopped, hopped in. And, you know, luckily I'm cons you consider me an analyst for whatever that's worth. And so I, I never really got the background. So can you share with our, our listeners just what your career looks like and, and that type of stuff? Sure. Yes. My career is fantasy football. I, uh, I've been a fantasy football analyst in the industry full-time for about four years. The, the main part of my job that, that really makes the money though is uh, running a, a commissioner service uh, called Safe Leagues. And uh, I believe, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's basically just low stakes redraft and best ball and dynasty leagues. Um, that, that's, that's my main job, but I, I do a lot of other stuff in the industry on the analyst front that, that helps me be full-time, uh, yeah. you know, radio and, and podcasts and, and writing a little bit. I, I don't write as much anymore, but yep, that's, that's the main, I'm just fantasy football. That's my life. Am I wrong to say that when I started getting into this community, you were 
literally like stocking machines with like sodas or I something. was yeah yeah that's I great. was that's great yeah yeah so I, I vaguely yeah. remember you would chip in you know you'd be like I'll get to this up in the middle of like a run and stuff and it was yeah. like I was like this is this guy is a hard worker like that's it. yeah it's uh I don't miss those days I mean I th- there's part of me that misses it because it was such a grind working you know, 12, 14, 16 hours of manual labor and then six, seven, eight hours of doing fantasy stuff. That that grind, there's something you like about it. And there's something like really awesome about putting in a really, really hard day's work and getting everything completed. Like that's a really good feeling. But uh, yeah, it's I, I'm glad those days are behind me now that I'm 40. It's uh, I don't know that how much my back and body could take that anymore. That's, that's so true. When you're when you're out and about in town and in Minnesota, it seems like there's a significant community of players out there. Do you ever get recognized or do you ever like recognize a Scott Fishbowl shirt walking around? Have you had those moments yet? I have. I have. That's great. Um, That's and, great. and yeah, this place is a hotbed. We had the first uh, fantasy football radio show here. Uh, the first fantasy football publication was here. It's, it is a hotbed in Minnesota. And it, it's, it was, it's been very weird every time, every time. I had one lady come up to me. I was waiting in line at a restaurant. Uh, a fast, uh, faster type restaurant. Uh, and uh, she came up to me and she's like, my son talks about this. And she took a picture of my shirt and did not get my face in the picture. She just took a picture of the shirt I was wearing and it was a Scott Fishbowl shirt. <laughs> and I thought, to me, that's crazy. But uh, there have been a couple of times that I've, uh, I've ran into people who know who I was um, in public, I think three or four times now. That's so great. And I love that you didn't be like, hey, you should probably get the headshot in here for your son. Like, you know, like it's. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I just didn't really think about it at the time. And yeah, it was a very quick moment, but it was, it was, yeah, it was fun. By the way, you guys, we I have to put him on blast now because uh, Izzy Elkafoss is in my division mm-hmm. and he just, he just pulled the move where he made one half of his picks on the turn and we were waiting for hours for the other half of the pick. And it's, uh, it's daggers me right now. Is it a pre-draft? Like I, I get the pre-draft happening and like you pre-draft you know, the first and not the second, but. I, um, I suspect it is because the, the first pick, I, that would be my guess because the first pick is the Tevin Coleman one. So I suppose, I suspect he loaded it up after the news broke yesterday. That's possible. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it's so, but I just, uh, in the midst Every of all time. the mockery that Goody took yesterday, I have to, I have to use our platform to allow <laughs> people for like not making picks on time too. Yeah. I think, I think Matthew, uh, for those that don't know, Matthew Barry was having a little fun with, <laughs> with <laughs> Goody was barely on the clock for any time at all. <laughs> but Matthew uh, has, a history of a couple slow drafts in in sfb That's and I, awesome. he was just having fun he likes to he likes to find something and just like you grab hold of it and have a little fun oh my so, gosh as someone who loves like teasing goody like it's it's a i mean that is a pastime in itself it's like a subgenre <laughs> of fantasy football j- delight right that, that was a lot of fun for me though i, I mean honestly it, it was so the sequencing of it now that like it, it's happened is like i didn't want to dedicate 30 minutes of our our 30 minute time talking about it like you know with um sal and you and the guys but like kind of back the backstory of the that was i took monday off from work just like fourth of july weekend etc mm-hmm. like we're not doing a real you know family vacation we're still in phase two and in, in covid in seattle and 
anyway, so I took the day off thinking, you know, we have the podcast appearance. I didn't want to get work notifications and, and whatnot in the middle of that episode, you know, recording yeah. or anything. And so I, I typically wake up, you know, I do podcasts like this early to accommodate East Coast, East Coast guests all the time. So I, I woke, I think I set my alarm for like half an hour later than I typically wake up like for during the work week. And so I think that was like 7.30 my time. I think the draft started at 10 Eastern and Matthew had 1.01. 01. And I yeah. think he was also on the pod at 10 o'clock. Yeah, yeah, and so 10 o'clock Eastern. And so he, it was funny. I, so I woke up, first thing I did was, you know, grab, grab my computer or whatever. Did, I, I saw, I, I checked my email, saw the notifications that were coming in that like, it was like I, I was on the clock. I think I retweeted something about what time we were appearing on the pod, et cetera. And um, then kind of went to make, to make my pick, then saw that a tweet that Matthew Berry was matching donations. So I was like, okay, I'm going to make another donation and, you know, take advantage of that. And so yeah. I made the donation. So I was like all these things I was circling, which were taking more time to make the pick and, and bringing me more heat. And then, so, <laughs> so I, I think I, I made the, I made the pick and then I like ran to do a, like a, we had a grocery pickup order or something. And then I start seeing like Matthew, had hopped in the chat that day of our group and he's been great i must say and mm -hmm. he and he said hey hey matt i'm sorry i may have poked a little fun at you during my segment and the irony was i saw the back part of the segment when stefania came on before i went to get those groceries right. so like i i didn't know anything else from it and, then, <laughs> and so i saw like 15 minutes of like where they had moved on from that basically right and then and then after he said that i'm like oh you know he probably just made like what comment and then i realized that he like you know that kevin was like holding up a paper like draft at matt goody too and make your pick and, and all that and it, he was trying to get the extra donation for being silent. So it, it, was, it was pretty funny to me, just kind of the behind the scenes uh, of that and how, mm. you know, how, how that unfolded. And, and, you know, I mean, the timing was great because like at least a week ago, Matthew may not have been knowing who I was or anything else from anything, but because he had just done the announce the pick video for us for our rookie draft. Uh, and you know had a little email interaction with me I think at least he had a sense of of who I was so it made it easier for him to poke fun at me in, in a meaningful way yeah yep yep I think so I, it, it just it, it was all in good fun and entertainment I think uh I would I I actually I, I think there are people jealous out there like I bet there are people that if they saw that they're like I wish Matthew was talking about and joking about me with it, that situation <laughs> Right. I mean, I, I love the Twitter profile of the guy who beat him by 0.9 points or whatever. <laughs> like he says, I'm the one who's handed Matthew Barry his worst loss in 30 years. Like, I think yeah. someone posted the video in our, in our group chat and he, he's been, he's been really great and engaging and, you know, I, I wouldn't expect anything less. And, you know, when he's on, on the clock and he's like, Oh, we have, we have a big meeting at ESPN going on right now. I'll tell you, and it may take me a while to make my picks and all that. So he's been, He's good. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's been, he's been great. And he's and gone he, way out of his way a couple times for yeah. me, which like it, like it's, even when I first met him several years ago, he went out of his way for me out of nowhere. I, I won't get into the story, but it, that, that's the kind of guy he is.
Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for that and lucky to be, like I said, on, on our segment, I'm lucky to be in that division. And, and just like I would wish all my, everyone who I know in my life to get to experience like a place like Santorini, Greece for like 15 minutes. Oh, I would, it's so I would, beautiful. I, right. I, I would wish that everybody would get a chance to be in a fantasy league with Matthew Barry because it oh. is an amazing experience. Man, I always wonder what Santorini's like. And this is not even football based. It's just it's so beautiful, like the the like the view of it, like the the white pillars and all that, all the next to the the ocean and stuff. It just it looks it looks beautiful. Yeah, I mean, both of you are hurting my heart a little bit as someone who's sitting as a teacher in summer, precisely because I usually travel to some far flung locale. But right now, to have all this free time and nowhere to go is like a tiny piece of purgatory in my life. Uh, like I'm just like dying a little bit here. Yeah. But now, Scott, on that front, uh, in terms of engagement, it was cool. Right after we were on the potathon the other day with you, apparently Shane Battieri came on. I haven't seen it yet. They, they yep. did finally make the connection, which is really yep. cool. So you got yep. Shane Battier jumping in. If you could pick somebody, Scott, out of any like celebrity that you would want to like hop in and experience this, <sighs> is there someone that's like on your dream wish list that like just like you're like, it'd be so fun if they could come play with us. I don't have a dream wish list for for one of those, but it would probably be one of those guys that you know plays fantasy football that just, like the the Chris Pratt, Chris Evans types that that you know play fantasy football, but they don't. They're not in. Like, I know Jerry Ferrara almost played last year, but I mean, that's nice. just, but there are lots of celebrities that play fantasy football. It'd be, it'd be nice to get all like really big name ones and to to further that cause. I mean, we got you know Tom Everett Scott and Eric Young and Shane Battier and. Scott Porter and uh, Mike Mills from REM and like we have we have a lot of guys that it really helps uh, you know push this this mindset of giving to charity and uh, it's good to get them in so any any other you know big celebrity would be amazing we've, we've gotten to hear all like your fun philanthropy aspect and you you commented earlier that you're already several tight ends deep through a few through 11 yeah. rounds in is that part of your, did you walk in with that intent or like many people are, are you just, just pivoting to what falls to you? <laughs> well, in balanced scoring, and for those listening that don't know the scoring of SFB, I, I keep the scoring extremely balanced and, and flat so that between positions, they're, they're, they're pretty even. So you can go in with any draft strategy you want and come out being able to justify it among several reasons, several other reasons. But uh, part of in doing that, I, I just like to load up at, at QB and tight end in a balanced scoring system. And so I guess it's part of my methodology, but it's also in a 1,440 team league, you, you want to be a little different. You probably want to create, like, especially with the combined playoffs at the end, you want to have kind of a little bit of a unique team. So uh, it's, it's a little bit of what I went for. Yeah, and to, I mean, most people listening are familiar with that, but as you design your own league settings, part of the fun of the, the Scott Fishes and Ryan McDowell's in our industry is that they, they don't let it become stale, that there's like this balance that right. occurs. And, and, I, and I do think what you guys do is so fun and innovative and, and Goody followed that example and built like our pod league around scoring really similar to this one. So we, we walked in feeling, at least with the quarterback scoring, like much more comfortable knowing like who could potentially tank our, our season and who could like yeah. benefit us. So that, that was like a fun twist as we went in this year. And despite the fact that I listen to you a lot that, and, I, and I sit in this podcast chair with Goody a lot, Goody, I would say that we, 
we have some overlap, um, but but my team doesn't bear any semblance to Scott's. And and like and I think we all feel like fairly confident that like okay, like at least mine has a shot. Like that's all I really wanted yeah. before fourteen hundred forty yeah. people. I just want a shot, right? Like that's that's what we got. So. Yep, and that's that's the beauty of a balanced scoring. You. You, if you go heavy on QB, hey, it's got super flex. You go heavy on running backs, it's got points per first down. You go heavy on tight ends, it's tight end premium. No matter what route you take, you can think to yourself, I can justify why this can make it. For some reason today, I've seen a bunch of cats with, uh, with four quarterbacks. Do either of you have any – do you feel strongly about that build either way? So they're, they're only about 10 or 11 deep and already have four quarterbacks. Is that more of a keep away strategy, do you think? Or do they genuinely think that they're going to play the best matchup and move it that way? I think it depends on which four you get. Uh, it feels like every year I have three or four in this format, but usually the fourth is me grabbing, me putting all $100 on Nick Foles or Dak Prescott or one of those guys that, that pop up and, and, and you get them. I, I think there's, I think there's, you know, good cause for that. If you, if you do play keep away like that, it gives you a better chance to hit that top half of your division and be in the playoffs. If, if you can uh, stifle the other teams in your division scoring. So I guess I get that. I don't know about the best matchup every like last year I had four legit starters and I started Lamar Jackson and a, I can't remember who the other guy was, but almost every week I had two starters that I started every week, you know? So I don't, I can't think that they reasonably think they're going to match up play them unless they're all four lower end guys. And Goody, is there a particular position that you're worried about at this point it, when you're like 11, 12 rounds deep? In my case, I'm, I'm actually tweeting this out right now. Um, I just use the, the great, the Josh ADHD, the app or whatever on Roto Grinders to share my team, basically. Um, well, sorry to interrupt for, for me, tweeting to have a conversation with Scott. Sorry, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, 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 um, I, I think running back is a little bit of a concern with me. I, I, I think I, at a critical juncture, I, I, I'm kind of a receiver whisperer, as we've talked about, Luke. You know, we've talked about ad nauseum on our pod, Luke. And I had the choice at the time of going someone like James Conner types or whatever, or Allen Robinson. And I just love the tar- – I just love target hogs and, and think Allen Robinson is getting a chance to play with the best quarterback he's – you know, played with and hopefully in foals. So um, went that route. And then, then I kind of, then the value, it became like some dart throws. So the four running backs I have right now, I pick, I pick Nick Chubb in the, um, in the second round. So I, I'm very happy about that. I'm high on him as we've talked, you know, we've beat that into the ground on this podcast. And then uh, JK Dobbins was the second one I picked. So I, I do think that Mark Ingram is definitely still a presence. And then I have um, Marlon Mack and Alexander Madison. So I, you know, every time I've wanted, there's been another running back that I've liked, like a Boston Scott just went right before I had a chance. Like that happens a lot because you have a bunch of, whether they're fans or analysts, you have a bunch of smart people in, in these divisions. So it's, it's certainly challenging. I mean, you know, one could look at my team and say that my receivers are stat, like really stacked with like, you know, OBJ and Allen Robinson and, and Ridley and McLaurin. But, you know, I don't know. I, I think that, I, I think it's tough. Like when you talk about four quarterbacks, so a team having four quarterbacks, it's a keep away strategy, but you know, because, because there's no trades in this, <laughs> 
And, and, and Scott's probably like rubbing his hands together. Like I'm going to have trades next year. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, I don't know if that creates like an element that you, you know, like this is just too, yeah. cra- too crazy. But um, so I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I look at a lot of teams and think that the strategies can work. I think that, you know, if we learned anything from having Graham and Scott Barrett on the podcast is just like, I'm chasing upside in this. If it, if it happens, great. If, if not, you know, like I, I think people remember remember who wins and, and the fun along the way. And especially in COVID-19, you know, I we hope there's a full season and that it goes through. And it, and if not, Scott, you brought us the most fun of our summer. So, yeah, you know. People love the draft. So at least there is that. <laughs> Now, Scott, do you, to that end, have you ever had occasion to meet up with other analysts? Have you gone to any of these conferences? Do you, mm-hmm. do you, and like, are there particular analysts as you build your own um, teams and still play? Are there particular analysts that you trust their, their analysis and would point people to like that, you, that you're like, this person really gets it. Man, that, that's a really tough question. The first part is, yeah, I've met, I've met a very high percentage of the people in the industry. I, I would that's say great. most of the, big name people you can think of in the industry I've I've met. I've met almost all the Yahoo guys. I think all of them. I've met everyone at CBS except for Dave Richard. Uh, I've met all the ESPN guys except for Field. Like I, I've met most, a very high percentage of the people in the industry. Um, as far as who I tend to look for, for, for the way I build my teams in Dynasty, it's got to be Ryan McDowell. That's like him and I, I, I have so many similar viewpoints. That's why we do a show together probably is we, yeah. we just, we just get each other, but we do have enough differences that it makes it interesting for redraft. I honestly don't know that I have a guy that always hits me just right. I think if I had to pick one, it's probably Jamie Eisenberg or Heath Cummings because consistently in drafts, they, they snipe players. I want <laughs> when I do mocks with them. So I would say Jamie Eisenberg's probably closest to my methodology. It's very good. And so when you talk about uh, get, having met a lot of these folks in the industry, do you still have, for example, the long running home league that got us all into the game? Like do you, do you yeah. like get up, get together with guys and, and still do it in person or, or at this point, are they scattered? Like how does that look in the, the playing front? Yeah, it, it, it was a league that I started playing fantasy football in 1992 and it was a dynasty league which is crazy to yeah. hear that at 92. But my dad played a fantasy college basketball, big 10 college basketball game, uh, fa- fantasy college basketball. And they would draft the incoming freshmen and keep them throughout their four years or three years or whatever. Or if it's Evan Eschenmeyer's 23 years, however long mm-hmm. he played at Northwestern. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so that was the only thing I knew. So in 92, I, we, I, we started this fantasy football dynasty league, I guess we didn't know it was called that at the time. And it still exists today. It has since turned into a keeper, but I believe it's going into what year twenty eight now. That's awesome. Um, That's awesome. It, That's totally it awesome. still has two original members, <laughs> which is, seems really low. But it has ten original members or n- nine original members since two thousand one. So we're going on about twenty years of at least nine of us being the same. So it is fascinating to think that your oldest. Fantasy football league is older yeah. than many of the participants in the league that you run today, right? Like you've been, you, like, that is like really staggering. Like, yeah, so. that's that is crazy to think. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's a long time, but I mean, it's it's what led to this point. <laughs> this this SFBX does not exist without that league, right? <laughs> right, for sure, for sure. Yeah. 
And um, at this point, the, one of the fun things, and, and then Goody, I'll turn it to you. Sure. Like a lot of our analysts, like seem to, they've seemed to have gravitated because they're really smart people and they really enjoy like putting in the work. But they've seemed to have gravitated to the to like I do analysis rather than play side of things. And you seem to still like really love actually playing as in addition <laughs> to like in doing what you do. Is that is that yeah. true or is that like is that a is that a misread of the the situation? Uh, no, no, you are you are right. I like I like running leagues. I like playing in leagues. I don't. I used to play in thirty five leagues where you set lineups, did waivers, everything. Thirty five of them, huh. which got to be about much. So I I started. I learned how to code when I was fifteen. So I've been doing that for coding for twenty five years, and that's what allows me to do a lot of this stuff. And that made it easier. But I have cut down to under ten now. I, I play in seven to ten leagues a year, and uh, I love playing. I that's that's yeah, I love playing. But uh, you are right. You're a hundred percent right. There are tons of analysts that love the analysis side and they play in like two leagues, three leagues, just because that's, they love the analysis. You're right. It's definitely a thing. Young Goody. Yeah. I, I, I'm kind of on the, I'm on the analysis side somewhat, but I think that the more leagues that intrigue me with things like reality sports online, when I, it's hard. Cause when you migrate to something like this, it's, it's kind of one extreme almost, I think. And so, you know, you're getting all the elements of strategy and the, and the contracts and, and, and all of that with the rookies and like how you're, how, yeah. what, the, what the build looks like. And then if you layer dynamic scoring on top of that, it's like, okay, I have a lot of what I want right here. Right. And that, but that, but then if you throw in like a best ball element or something else in like a, a redraft league or, or th- like what we have in, in fishbowl, it, it's, it, you know, that's, that's fun too. So I think that, I think the overall message, at least with me is challenge convention play as much <laughs> that's dynamic, that's dynamic as possible because otherwise, you know, if leagues haven't evolved in, in scoring or anything else from the, you know, it's not like we're keeping a record book like Major League Baseball of 162 games and, and right. you know, someone who bats 400. So it, it, I think that's the important thing as this industry evolves, especially with like making the playoffs and going from like a record-based thing to a total points or for like wild cards and playoffs. So I think that's interesting to me. I was just going to say, I think me dropping so many leagues – came from came from doing exactly what you're talking about is i went from 35 leagues that were basically normal just at leagues that everybody plays in and now i play in seven to ten that are unique and fun and like like rso type or fishbowl type or like are dynamic so maybe that maybe that's what it is analysts have just dropped to they want to play in something interesting instead of just your regular old leagues so they yeah. play in fewer because they take more work <laughs> yeah ex- exactly can you talk a little bit? I know we have like a lot of RSO GMs who who apply to be in the fishbowl and whatnot. And if you have any advice for them, I, I know some of them haven't haven't gotten in. And and Luke and I is just somewhat folks who are really kind of just getting our names out there in in, the, in this industry. I think you know Reality Sports Online didn't have our own like entries to you know other than a few writers like. We didn't have like entries to give this year, so yeah. I was I just, just gonna say you... we're gonna have to do that. This we're gonna have to get you some <laughs> some entries to give away for okay. SFB eleven. That that that'll be a lot of uh, that'll be a lot of fun. I guess the question is like, 
a what like can you take us behind the scenes a little bit and what what that process looks like because you, you're accepting like le- less people than like an Ivy League school it seems like which is <laughs> and I'm, that's not a knock you know I'm lucky as an analyst you know to be considered an analyst and and be in those groups that are getting these invites you know somewhat early and whatnot and honored by by the fact that I'm I'm considered in that group but like how how does somebody who who's a fan either get get in once or get in routinely I, I guess so the man just on the fan side so the fan side is tough because only one third of the field is fans two thirds are analysts it's it was kind of built up as a get the industry together and meet each other and connect and network and let the fans play with these big name analysts but it's it's still very, very much an industry event, even though it's, it's meant to be the whole community. It's uh, so I keep two thirds analysts, one third fans. And that way these fans, when they get in, they're playing with, they're probably getting to play with one of the analysts that they want to, or, or something, or at least getting to know them. So having it be like under 500 fans, when 7,000 fans sign up, it's tough. It is really tough. There is a small amount of fans that, that have gotten in multiple times because they proved in their, their SFB that, that when they did play, that they were very good owners. They very much like became an integral part of the community. Sometimes they start writing, sometimes they don't. They just, there's a very small number of those guys that they got in, they made the most of it and they became a part of the community. But uh, for the most part, it's, it's a lot of contests and it's, it's fairly random. Uh, in the back end. In fact, I literally have a button in the back end of my of my thing that says that click random fan, add to SFBX. Like it just grabs a random name from the database of fans and I put them in. Like there are people with no Twitter account or with four followers that get in SFBX just because the random button. So I hate to say that, I mean, it's it's basically, it's just it's just a rough odd situation. But uh, I do my best. And, and when I see people, you know, when, when I see people like on Twitter with a really positive attitude, I'll notice that. And, and sometimes I'll, I'll throw them in as a fan. That, that doesn't hurt if you're a consistently active com- fantasy community member that is, you know, a positive person. Uh, that's the kind of guy I look for in, in fans. But I'd say a lot of them are random. Yeah, that, it's totally, it's totally tough. Yeah, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough thing because you have so many people who are interested. And then I, I see, I, I feel for you those days where like you, you're dealing with all the admin and all, all these sheer numbers, and then you know one, one person decides not to be nice or whatever, yeah. and, and like you know, I, I mean, I think you know you've made it when you have like a burner account, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I <saw> that. like, <laughs> yeah. not burner, but yeah, I saw. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So it, it's just. It, 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 it's hard. So I, I just did want to put that out there for our, our GMs who are, who are trying. And I think we have, you know, some examples of that. And I, I know I reached out to you a couple of times trying to try and get a couple of folks in towards the end. Well, just like, right, right. The, there's one guy that, and I think he and his buddy, like I came out, I went on his podcast and I'll, and I'll say it online. Cause why not? Ryan Svensson. Okay. He's in, he's in our um, pod listener league. He and his buddy, they have a 12 team league and, and they host their own podcast. They have a jingle for it. Totally amazing guy. Like he, he was, he wears like, he's a Vikings fan 
like Luke, he lives in, in the like Southern California area. He he's somebody that I, I came on his podcast and I, I had a blast. I think they're gonna do a jingle for our show actually. Nice. And just some just a, a very quality person. I know he donated this year like on for the pot of fun too. But like I, you know, I, I think it's, it, people like that just kind of make things, make things better and hopefully it can work out next year. I, you, you know, the hard part is there's a lot of people like Ryan out there and I just have so to many know, to know yeah. that. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, so that, that's awesome. Like, do you have any, my last question is, do you have any stories kind of behind the scenes from the Potathon? you know, some fun stuff. I, I know like when I, we were happy on the green room, they like Sal said something like, uh, Whoa! I see something very interesting here, and now it's gone, and now it's back. It was probably like you wearing the blanket or whatever. Oh yeah. <laughs> but but I'm just kind of curious, like just some of the um, with the python, those guys, and and all that, just because it's it's such a like a long story. Do you have any any fun tales from from that? There's there's not not anything super funny. I I mean like so during just behind the scenes during the entire python. I'm in the green room, almost, almost the entire potathon. I'm in the green room, huh. and I usually like put a post-it over and 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 pull it when I say I want to go on. But every once in a while, I'll do something weird or funny just to make them laugh. Like hold, hold up a note that says, "Why is Steve even still on this thing?" or yeah. something like that. Like, and you'll see them chuckle, and people watching have no idea why they chuckled or whatever. But there's nothing super funny from behind the scenes. But that's. I mean, everything's in front of the camera except for me, basically. So most people know what's going on. That's awesome. And I guess like a, a final note is as you continue to innovate, you continue to balance scoring. Is it a year to year thing where you get struck by an idea or do you have kind of an Infinity War end game that you're hoping for, <laughs> like where you, you rally all the troops and eventually have some kind of epic industry ending tournament or something? Oh, man. I have never thought about that until now. <laughs> that's that's a really interesting concept. Uh, I I would say it's it's been year to year with SFB. I always have tons of ideas that are coming to me that I want to think about putting into leagues or whatnot. But for SFB, it's been year to year. And the the thing about SFB is I can't get too weird. Like I can get a little bit weird, but if I go, I can't go too weird because this is talked about on on Sirius XM on tons of shows. It's talked yeah. about on podcasts all over. It's there's articles all over. It's got so many if you make it too weird, it becomes tough <laughs> to explain and describe to people and it's already a little bit tough to explain to to some people. So, uh, I do like that idea and maybe maybe I'll think about it for SFB 20 or something. I don't know. Uh, Just yeah. throw every scoring we've done together into one <laughs> into one thing. Sounds crazy. I love it. Well, Ladies and gentlemen, we bring you Scott Fish, the the first Avenger of fantasy football here, <laughs> like rallying things together. And and truly, man, it's it's been an absolute like fun time playing these last few years. Very grateful. It was fun bringing Goody along for the ride. And like you said, he he's done a ton to like pull the charitable element together for the RSO community and, and attach that. And like it is staggering to think the thousands of dollars that pour because of like our nonsensical love of a game within a game to kids so they get to yeah. play too and that's that should not be lost and certainly is not lost on us as dads right. so thank you for that um that's, that's that's a cool piece and continue like you got a lot of people rooting for you we are not the least or most of them and, and we really really enjoy what you do and for people who want to find you year-round with the leagues that you create and your ideas 
where is that site that they can go play on play the action that you give them? Sure, sure. That's safe leagues, uh, safe leagues.com or safe leagues FFL. There's a bunch of them that, that work, but it's basically safe leagues. You can Google it or whatever. Safe leagues.com. Uh, Scottfishbowl.com if you want to sign up for next year. Scottfish24 on Twitter and Instagram is where you can follow me to, to find whatever I'm doing. Thanks a ton for having me on, guys. I, I do like to try to plug. I've been trying to plug this for. It's crazy. I've been plugging this for at least seven, eight, nine years. And now it's like I don't have to plug it anymore. But I'm still going to do it. Take one entry fee from your league and put it to charity. Have the league decide. Have your winner decide. Doesn't matter. You won't miss it. You'll feel good about it. There's 100,000 leagues out there. If we all just do that one little tiny thing, it does a ton of good in this, in this world. So, so go do that you know, convince your league to do that. Indeed. Speaking of doing good in this world, at Matt Goody, where, where are they looking for you, buddy? Well, you just missed the two on that. They can find me at Matt Goody, too. They can probably find me later today taking a nap or something if my if my work allows. Um, but it's been, it's been you know, a, a fun run. What, what about you, Luke? I, I'm loving hearing about your, your SFBX team as we go. I feel, I feel bad because my attention's so diverted these days that I'm, like, doing my thing, doing work, and then trying to, like, circle back. And when people have, que- you know, questions in our little chat room for the RSO folks who are in it about, you know, where they're picking. But who, what about you? Where can we yeah, find you? At Fantasy Doc Oc, D-O-C-O-C. And uh, we finally got the man, the myth, and legend out of the Great Lakes area, a hero to this Cottage Grove, Minnesota boy growing up, uh, Scott Fish. Thanks for coming on, and we'll continue to hit you up and, and, and pump the league and, and wish you well in your endeavors. Thanks, this thanks been, a ton, man. Absolutely. It's great being on. Yeah, thank you. This has been All About Reality. Thanks for listening to the All About Reality pod. And before you smash that skip ahead button, let me tell you about Breaking Tea and a sweet discount for our listeners. Breaking Tea makes cool, timely, comfy t-shirts and stuff for sports fans. If Pat Mahomes hits on a play called Jet Chip Wasp to win the Super Bowl, they've got a great looking Jet Chip Wasp shirt the next day. If Max Muncy tells Madison Bumgarner to go get it out of the ocean, same thing. If Megan Rapino breaks off the are you not entertained pose in the World Cup, well, you get the point. So check out the site, breakingtea.com, and use code REALITY15 for 15% off at checkout. It'll help the pod. It'll help Breaking Tea. And it'll help you get a new favorite shirt for you or someone you love. Thanks.